0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, broadcasting on the Broadway Podcast Network. On today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, I am catching up with the hilarious award-winning Julie Halston. Today, we are talking about the 10th anniversary benefit fundraiser, Broadway Belt for Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation, which will take place Monday, February 24th at the Edison Ballroom. Hi, Julie.
0: Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm
1: well. How are you?
0: Well, I'm just back from the Cayman Islands, so I'm not quite here yet. (laughs) I mean, it's cold in New York. Um... Anyway, I'm really thrilled to not only talk to you, but also to talk about Broadway Belts.
1: Yes, me too. Yes. It's great to have you back on the show. Um, so February 24th marks the 10-year anniversary of Broadway Belts. Um, before we get into this year's show, let's just go back to the very first Broadway Belts. Um, Because there may be people listening who may not know about it. Yes. So what was the initial reason you started this fundraiser? So
0: 10 years ago, Michael Kushwara, who was the Associated Press drama critic and a real friend of Broadway and the theater in general, was diagnosed and passed away from this terrible disease called pulmonary fibrosis. We had never heard of it. My husband was friends with him as well. We all were. Uh, He was a very gentle soul, a lovely guy. We were all shocked by his passing. As he passed away, my husband, Ralph Howard, who was the broadcaster for 1010 Winds and then later Howard Stern, was diagnosed with the same disease. Mm. So I had never heard of this disease. I called the Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation. I just looked it up, you know. Um, In those days, I I, I don't know, maybe I looked it up in the phone book. I don't know, (laughs) but it's in Chicago and uh they they said well we would help you with it, whatever you want to do so my friend Mike Dvorak and I and he was very good friends with Michael Kushwara, we decided to do a little memorial service mm. at Birdland Jazz Club on 44th Street and to have some of his favorite performers sing songs to honor him well one of the people that showed up was Liza Minnelli
1: oh my god it
0: was crazy
1: oh my god
0: and so we raised a lot of money like you know for a cabaret yeah yeah and the pulmonary fibrosis foundation was so helpful to us because ralph had been diagnosed with the disease mm. um so we decided why don't we keep doing this and we just kept doing it and doing it. we did it five years in a row at birdland and then it got so big that we're now doing it at the hotel edison ballroom and Ralph was very lucky that he received a, a life-saving lung transplant, and he was able to have a fairly wonderful and new normal life for another eight years. Wow! He did pass away in 2018, and we started the Ralph Howard Legacy Award, which um, we're giving out this year to the great Broadway producer, Daryl Roth.
1: Yes. Now speaking of the Ralph Howard Legacy Award, yeah, how did you how do you decide who you give it out to and what is the um what does the award mean to yeah, you? Yeah, what is the it? criteria yes. kind
0: of thing? Um well Ralph, uh, first of all, he was a broadcaster and he was very involved with local news. So he was very big on mentorship. Mm-hmm. He would always mentor journalists, students, and whatnot. He's big on mentorship, community involvement and um, civic responsibility. Mm. So like, for example, he was an obsessed recycler. (laughs) Uh, God help you if you did not recycle. I was like, at one time he was like, it doesn't belong there, you (laughs) put it in the right. I was like, oh, oh, man. (laughs) Um, But he was a great mentor. He was actually a great mentor to me in many ways. Very involved with the community. He was on the Mm. co-op board for eight years. He was um, the guy who get involved with your community. So. We recognize people that have not only been very generous to the charity, mm-hmm. but also mentor, community involvement, mm. civic responsibility. And one of those people is Daryl Ross. Yes. And uh, I've known Daryl for well, many years now because she's actually produced shows that I've been in, yes uh, with Charles Bush. And she is not only one of the classiest producers I've ever worked with, but she's a woman who is involved. She's a mentor. She's very, um, uh, well, she's very committed to involvement, engagement, helping others, Mm -hmm. other charitable causes. And she's really kind of made that her life as well as the Broadway community. Yes. So I'm... She is the perfect person yes. to receive the Ralph Howard Legacy Award. I was going to say she does so much for
1: so many causes. Yes, and <clears throat> and through through the through her shows that she produces. Yes, so it's it's wonderful. Yes, yeah. it really
0: is, and she, you know, likes to be involved with shows that actually are meaningful. Yes, you know, yes, like uh, with
1: Kinky Boots, with the message that is exactly broadcasted of love and and self acceptance, acceptance and yes, yes and tolerance. Yes,
0: so um, and. A show like Indecent as Mm -hmm. well, you know. So I think she's the perfect person. And, um, you know, we're very, very excited to do this.
1: I can understand why. Yeah. Now, um, at the time that you did the first benefit, did you think 10 years down the line you would still be doing this benefit? Or did you think maybe there would be a cure for pulmonary fibrosis? Well,
0: yeah. um, I kind of knew that we would be doing it for a number of years, Mm -hmm. certainly five. Uh, 10 years mm, I'm not really sure that I thought about that Mm -hmm. we have gotten closer to a cure there are Mm. now drugs that are available to patients of pulmonary fibrosis that have slowed the progression of the disease Mm. so that's that's great a real step in the right direction we definitely have um, uh, created care centers Mm -hmm. because you know this is a disease that um, first of all It is a rare disease, but it's not that rare. Mm -hmm. And we do see numbers rising because as diagnosis becomes um, better, you know, doctors are diagnosing it better with, you know, better technology and whatnot, Mm. numbers rise. There are, however, places in the United States that, you know, they don't do lung transplant nearby. Mm. So you have to have care centers that are associated with hospitals that will be ab- able to get the patients the kind of care they need. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. happening. And I think we've opened, I think, 65 to wow. 68. I mean, I mean, for example, if you're in Alaska and you've been diagnosed with this, where are you going to go? Right,
1: right. Um,
0: It's not like, oh, I just, I'll get on a plane and hop to LA right. and go to UCLA. So you may need to go to a care center closer to your town, associated with a bigger hospital, Mm -hmm. and then get many more options. So we're very proud of that. But I'm hoping, I know this may sound optimistic, Mm -hmm. but it may be realistic. I'm hoping in the next 10 years that there is a cure. Mm, That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. And that would, you know, if we can really be a part of that, that would be major. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see what happens.
1: Well, your event is always popular. I mean, everybody comes and everybody who's anybody performs at it. It's true.
0: We've had David Diggs, Andrew Reynolds, Annalie Ashford, who's going to be with us this year again. Um, Oh, uh, Linda Lavin, Tony Danza, Oh my gosh, Joel Gray! Uh, oh, Stephanie Mills! Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, Stephanie Mills, oh, she killed it. She oh crushed my it. God. People were so excited to see Stephanie of Mills. Course. Stephanie J. Block. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Creighton comes every year because yes. his mom passed from the disease. Oh wow! At the age of, I believe, fifty nine, which is quite young. Wow! Um, and he's one of our biggest supporters, and I mean. All the Broadway shows get involved. All the Broadway producers get involved. Yes. It's, it's certainly not Broadway's charity, because Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS is our charity. But Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS supports Broadway belts every year.
1: That's wonderful. Tom
0: Viola every year. And he's the first donation we get.
1: That's terrific yeah That's he's terrific. amazing it's a way for it's an, it's another way for everybody in the community to come together to help people
0: well here's the thing if you can't breathe, which is what pulmonary fibrosis does when you have it you you literally your lungs dry up yeah you can't sing right you can't dance you can't communicate mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I think before we find the cure we're going to see a rise in statistics mm. and Obviously, you do not want anyone to ever get the disease, but I do find it particularly poignant um when people who make a living speaking or singing get a disease like this because it's their livelihood mm-hmm. yes um but let's face it, if you can't breathe, it doesn't matter what you do right you can't breathe right um I just know i was it was very moving for me to watch my husband struggle with oxygen tanks and oxygen canisters. Mm. For someone who was on air and had such a beautiful voice, it was hard for him to communicate. The thing that was amazing about the lung transplant is that the minute he got it, he never needed oxygen again. Wow. And he was able to go back on the air.
1: Wow, that's incredible. It was really very moving,
0: let me tell you. What, what, what,
1: What was it like when, because before he got the lung transplant, I mean, how long was he on like a a wait list? Yeah, it was like a year and a half. Wow.
0: So, and the thing is, the sicker you get, the more you rise on the list to get a transplant. Mm. But sometimes what happens is you get so sick that you actually pass away before you get the lung. Wow. So it's transplant is really, really complicated. Yes. So, um, you don't want to get to that point. We want to get people on the on the drugs mm-hmm. so that they can be more comfortable, that they have m- m- uh, better breathing, and uh, and what's also great about that is if you are more comfortable and your breathing is a little better, it gives you more time. If you do need a transplant, to gives you more time, and mm. time is of the essence yes. with transplant. So, anyway. That's, you know, we're very, very thrilled that in 10 years, we've, I think, raised millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I hate to say, but we, I love but to you say, did. but I love to say, um, but the roster of talent mm-hmm. has been ridiculous. yes And um, I'm very proud of that. I mean, we really do have, and we might have a secret guest this year that, um, I'll just say, I'll just say, we don't know if it's gonna happen, but if he comes, people will go, their heads will explode.
1: I love it. Yes. I love I love a tease and Uh, I love secret guests. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's just say I'll I'll give this clue. Okay. He's a phenomenon.
1: Oh. I mean, that could be so many people. It could
0: be, but He's a phenomenon.: mm. From the
1: heights. Oh my God. I'm not going I'm not going to say.: But I think people will have an idea.: uh, they might have an idea. Yeah.
0: Um, but I'm not guaranteeing I'm not guaranteeing. Um, but I will tell you someone that we do have every year, and that is Yankee great Bernie Williams. Mm. And he plays the guitar because he's a Latin Grammy uh, nominee.: Oh wow. a number of times in a row. He's a phenomenal guitarist. His father passed away from the disease and he comes every year. And people go crazy. Um, And of course, it's great for... I think, every straight man in the audience yes. because you know they're being dragged there by right. their wives. It's like, who are these Broadway people? That's right. And then they hear Bernie Williams and they're like, I want a picture with the Yankee great Bernie Williams. And it's like, aren't you glad you came? That's
1: right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I love it. You cater to everybody.
0: We cater You're to everyone. You're all inclusive. That's right. Yes. That's
1: right. That's what I love about you. Yeah, well, yes. thank you. You're welcome. Um-
0: Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price.
1: and travel to your
0: happy place for a happy price.
1: All right, see ya, I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline.
0: Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride, However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze.
1: Oh, my God. I love when I talk to you because you, like, answer all my questions without (laughs) me having to ask them. (laughs) Um, So what did Broadway Bells mean to Ralph?
0: Well, I think he couldn't believe it that people would come and, you know, he was... He was a broadcaster, but he was a shy. He he didn't love public speaking. Mm. Actually, on extemporaneously, you know that was always my department. <laughs> um, so when he got up there and and really did have to speak about it, it was it was hard for him in 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 some ways. Mm. He always was articulate. He was always very moving, but I think he was a little bowled over mm. that people really came out to support him mm-hmm. to support uh, his his health Mm. and but the thing that really meant the most to him was the gathering of all this talent because he was he loved interviewing you know Broadway people and he loved Broadway he loved the theater so I think it meant a lot to him that he could gather all this talent together Mm -hmm. but also raise money for an incredible cause and it was never really about him I have to say you know, if it was me, I would be like, well, why don't we call it just Julie Halston belts or something? You know, because I'm just that egotist. But he it wasn't about him. He just was really thrilled that all these people came together. And was, we're raising money for this fantastic cause. So I, I I think he found it very, very moving. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Um, in our last interview, we talked about Ralph and what you missed about him. And for people listening, you can go back and listen to that interview. Yes. Um, but I do want to find out a little bit more about him. So in addition to his laughter, which is one of the things you've mentioned that yes. you miss. yeah. Um, what are some pieces of advice he gave you that you just cherish?
0: Oh, well, okay. I'm going to tell you the best the best i mean literally when i tell this story like i i, I actually all right i'm gonna drop names because you know i love to. i drop love names. when you drop names i remember sarah paulson saying okay that's the best thing i've ever heard <laughs> whenever i'm not working mm-hmm. i can get very cranky you know i like to work yeah So one time, I remember being really, I guess I had auditioned for a lot of things, and I wasn't getting anywhere, and I was like, I'm giving up this business, I can't take show business anymore, I'm leaving this business, I just can't take it anymore, blah, blah, blah. And Ralph just looked at me, and he went, you can't leave something you're not doing. (laughs) Wow. Wow, was that brutal? Yes. Brutal! Yes. I felt like I was punched in the solar plexus, however... Then I started laughing, and I was like, wow, that's kind of the best advice in the world. Yes. And he just said to me, Julie, I know you're feeling rejected right now and, you know, whatever. He said, first of all, you know you're going to work again. Mm -hmm. Also, that's show business. And also, what else are you going to do? Are you going to go to law school now? (laughs) Are you going to work at Christidis? What are you doing? You're an actress. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. And it was so wise and, you know, I, I, you can't leave something you're not doing. And then I would say to him, like, well, I don't know if I'm really, is this going to lead to something? Is this going to, you know, he would say, say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it all, fine. You'll figure out which one you're going to do. Say yes. Just say yes. He always used to say, say yes. That's wonderful. And he's right. He was right. And so that's what I do. I say yes to everything. And if it works out, great. I can do it all. If it doesn't, I go, okay, this I can't do, this I can do. But say yes. Mm-hmm. And you have to say yes to life. Yes. Um, you know, I, I hate to sound like, you know, some Broadway musical, <laughs> but I do love sounding like a Broadway musical, which is say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, here's to life. Yes. So, um, Yeah, so those are things that I really, really learned from him. I love that. He was a great life coach. Yes, that's wonderful. I I don't have to pay for a life (laughs) coach. (laughs) Right.
1: I had a life coach. That's right. That's right. And it sounds like he gave very wise advice. He did. He was very wise. Yes. Um, You married Ralph in 1992. Yes. So what were some of your favorite things you did during those first few years of marriage? like? Like, did you travel or sightsee around New York City? Did you have date night? Did you have, like...
0: Oh, well, first of all, date night with Ralph was every night. (laughs) uh, The first few years, particularly. Um, But also, because he was press, Mm -hmm. we did go to the theater all the time. We also... Went to it, I, it doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. But we used to go to Rainbow and Stars, mm. and we saw so many people there Darlene Love, Marianne Faithful, Marilyn May, Rosemary Clooney. We used to always wow. see go to Rosemary Clooney. He used to interview Rosemary Clooney all the time. She loved being interviewed by him, and those were really magical nights. Billy Stritch, um, Ann Hampton Calloway, mm. The Wise Guys, which was uh, Jim Caruso's. Trio, Uh Um, Liza, you know, we we used to hang out with Liza Uh, uh, in her apartment. Um, Tony Bennett. Mm. I mean, we would just do all these amazing things. And, you know, it was just glorious and romantic and fantastic. And we saw so many great people. And then we would also go to like uh, 88, which is a club that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. anymore, which was actually my club home. But like we'd also go see like Blossom Deary. Mm. Um, or we'd go to a blues club, you know. Wow. We saw amazing, amazing uh people. That's incredible. Pine Top Perkins, people might not know, but believe me, I saw him. Wow. Um BB King. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, so uh he introduced me to just great artists. Mm. So um our honeymoon uh, when we got married we both were working so we only had like five days of a honeymoon uh-huh. and we went to niagara falls oh wow which was hilarious um and we loved it and we went to toronto oh here dropping names i'm going to drop yes, another name i love it um so ralph had interviewed hal prince the great hal prince oh, who just yes. we lost just recently and hal prince i guess ralph must have told him that we were getting married and hal prince said oh call call my office they arranged for us to have house seats for kiss of the spider woman in toronto because he found out that we were going to be vacationing in the niagara falls yeah. and toronto so we got house seats to see kiss of the spider woman before it came into broadway oh my
1: God.
0: through hal prince's office and of course there we were In uh, Toronto, and I was so excited that we got our tickets through the office of Hal Prince. So the lady who was handing out the uh, playbills uh, said, oh, let me see your tickets. And I said, they're from Hal Prince. (laughs) And she went, okay, it's right here. (laughs) And, you know, she was not as impressed, but I was thrilled beyond measure. Um, So it was a great honeymoon. Uh, But then a year and a half later, we had another honeymoon, for, like, nine days in Paris. Oh, wow. So that was sort of our second honeymoon. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my god! So you, you can't get more romantic than... No. Niagara Falls and Paris. Yeah, Paris. yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah.
1: I love it. Where were some of your, like, favorite restaurants in the city to go to?
0: Um, we, we, well, you know, we went to Joe Allen's a lot. Uh, you know, just because that's the hangout, right, right. you know. Right, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, there was a wonderful restaurant called Pietra Santa on Ninth Avenue, but it's not Pietra oh, Santa yes, anymore. Yes. We loved Pietra. I Santa. loved that
1: too. Yeah, yes, it was so delicious, Lo-
0: delicious, it's, and sort of intimate. And yes,
1: it's some now like new bar. bar thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a bar because
0: yeah. we need to be drinking more. Exactly. Yeah, I guess. Exactly. Okay. Um, he loved to. Uh, he loved Mexican food. I was never as. Um, into Mexican food but uh, he loved Mexican food and El Azteca which was also on Ninth Avenue we knew the owner so you know we could get like cheap margaritas there (laughs) so we would do that but a lot of the places that we um, loved don't exist anymore Mm. so that's a little bit of a sad thing
1: well bringing this back to Broadway belts if you could Broadway belt one song to Ralph what song would you sing to him now
0: oh wow Well, I will tell you, you know, nobody wants to hear me belt anything (laughs) um, except maybe Rita Marshall's exit line from Tootsie. Um, It's not a belt song. It's a ballad, which is Nothing's Gonna Harm You, Mm. which uh, Bobby Creighton did sing two years ago. And I was a mess Mm. because it's an incredible song. Nothing's gonna harm you. I mean, that that's. Stephen Sondheim was on to something. But his favorite song, Ralph's favorite song in the whole world, and we did do it at his memorial service, Billy Stritch did an enormously beautiful job with a very interesting arrangement of being alive. Mm, And um, that was Ralph's favorite. So there we have it. I love that song. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well... I can't believe we're already at the end of the interview. <laughs> the I end. mean, it goes so fast
0: with you. <laughs> well, uh, what can I say? You're, you're so you're enjoyable. You're very easy. Oh, thank you're you. You're delightful. And I'm so glad you've you've got this podcast. Thank you. It's fantastic. Thanks. We look forward to uh, more and more. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So
1: I always end my interviews playing off of the title of my podcast, burying It All with Call Me Adam. Now, I know in the last interview, you revealed a few things about yourself, but If you were to bear it all again and reveal something new about yourself that you haven't told, what would you share with me today?
0: Oh, man. Or
1: you could take it with, um, like, maybe you have a routine that you do at home or before a show that if anyone saw you do, you would be like, don't pay attention to the woman behind the curtain.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I will tell you, um, you know, since I am now living alone, Mm -hmm. I do fear that the neighbors think I'm gone crazy because I talk to the cats a lot Mm. and have rather extended conversations (laughs) with the cats. And they do look at me quizzically like, you know, we can't speak the language (laughs) and we're not going to answer you, but just feed us, you know what (laughs) I mean? And let us sleep and stop bothering us. Um, but I do fear that the neighbors think, oh, poor Halston, you know, <laughs> she's, she's just going on. Yeah. Um, and when I was doing Tootsie, you know, I would, you know, sort of do some vocal exercises, you know, mm-hmm. which, which, believe me, I don't do many. Right. You know, my <laughs> idea of warming up is going, ah, uh, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, where's my coffee? Okay, I'm ready. Um, Whereas, you know, real singers, you know, they have to prepare.
1: Yes. yes. Um, and they're drinking tea.
0: And they're drinking tea. They're not drinking coffee right. with half and half <laughs> and sugar. But that was me. I would literally, I go, oh, let me have my caffeine. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, Rita Marshall's on. For me, preparation is, do I have my makeup on and oh, where's the wig? Mm, the minute yes. that wig went on, Rita Marshall was ready. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think that's the revealing. If, if if you if you happen to pass my apartment and you hear me having an extended conversation, it's with two <laughs> cats, which could be sad. You know, I could be sad, Julie. But um, I'm actually, you know, um, I feel that you know. Look, Ralph is like a microchip in my arm. Mm-hmm. He'll always be with me. Yes. Uh, he'll always be with the Broadway community, and um, one of the things that. I love about Broadway belts is we have a legacy. Mm -hmm. Uh, His tapes are at the Paley center for media studies, which is great. They have all his archives. His voice was known and uh, appreciated for so many years. And um, you know, I want to just keep going forward and I want to keep doing great theater, great work, whatever comes my way and uh, be part of this incredible community.
1: Well, you are going to continue all of that. Thank you. You're honey. welcome. Well, everybody listening is going to make a donation to Broadway Belt, buy tickets to come to the to the fundraiser February 24th at the Edison Ballroom. I'll have the ticket link up on CallMeAdam.com. That's what I was
0: wondering if you could do a ticket. Of link. Of course. All right. Anything Thank you so you. much. Thank, Thank you. you, my dear. Mwah. Wow. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story, for
1: he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had Adam Adam Lynch for the business
0: of show. Callmeadam.com.
1: Thanks for listening. For more Call Me Adam interviews, visit callmeadam.com and follow me on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Call NYC.